Jackie. Hi, Rosie. <laughs> hey. Welcome to Am I an Asshole? This is Am I an Asshole? <laughs> Sorry, that was the worst one yet, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe the best. Might be the best. Yeah. yeah. I think you should get into jazz. <laughs> was, that, was that jazz? A little bit. <laughs> I thought so. Oh, uh, yeah. Good. Anyway, um, this is, well, oh. this is a podcast where we talk, we dissect whether or not we're assholes about mm-hmm. things. Uh, usually the answer is yes, <laughs> turns yeah, out, mm-hmm. at least for mine. Yeah. Um, but one thing I wanted to bring up because mm-hmm. I was uh, listening to the podcast, the last one about porn. Yeah. Um, just want to bring up a point that because I feel like we kind of shit talked it a little, which is OK. Yeah. But I wanted to bring up that. I think that that is part of the allure of porn. Right. Is that that it is dirty. It is nasty. And that probably is why you are coming. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, I you know? think that that was like, and I think I talked about this like every other episode. I kind of like to bring up how you like to watch women on women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but that, but that it like, that it is the allure that it's like, I'm not supposed to be watching this. And like, right. I think like the ones You're that like, I, oh, yeah, this is so bad. Yeah. It feels so good. Why do I, yeah. Why am I yeah. attracted to this? And that's what the turn on is, okay. which would seem like that would be. I don't know, not not really working like a normal romantic relationship, but it's fun. It's fun for now. Right, right, right. We then we did dissect that part, but yeah. I just want to say that like we get it. Like, yeah, we get we, the, we get why you would look on it. Yeah, because I sometimes mm-hmm. do have whatever you twiddle your diddle to it. Yeah, and then the selfie thing. Oh yeah. Um, I uh, I took some of Liz Adams' advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and took some pictures of myself. Mm. Did it in natural lighting. Put makeup on, and I wanted to commit suicide afterwards oh god it was mortifying but i want to say you looked hot (laughs) like she sent them to me and wow really yeah see i think that's the thing you never really happy with yourself and that's why i think it's like a downward spiral of uh, i don't know almost like self-hatred like why why am i doing this to myself that's what i kept thinking how many did you take oh my god like screenfuls like, yeah uh, like 30 got, oh probably more wow and then you go through and you delete the ones that are just horribly right em- i mean some are so embarrassing too right you're trying to i i do have a new a little bit of a respect for it because it's it is i don't want to say an art form but I mean, it's 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 you know you have to curate it and like well it's that's hard to saying. look yeah. like cute or hot when you're taking your own and yeah. You know, you don't have professional lighting or photography. Well, okay. Or but so, I mean, you said it was like hard to, you don't think that they looked good or whatever, even the ones <laughs> that you sent to me. But like, how did you know that the ones you picked were? I haven't picked good. them yet. No, but you sent some to me. Oh, I, those were just like, yeah, those were just the first round. Yeah. Um, well, but like, but then you just look at it and start criticizing. You're like, you're like, oh God, my blah, blah, blah looks like this. Or like my, you know, like yeah. your, my hair or my, my italian nose like you know you're just like yeah that's like you know you just sort of okay well, i know it's usually a Jew- jewish nose like, yeah that's no like, i have an italian nose. but but that's we have a little something too my something. grandmother ha- you know they're not small. oh my they're brother's not nose anyway. schnoz yeah it's what we call them. but yeah, yeah i mean so, so so there's like this thing where it's like oh it's like so empowering like take a picture of yourself but like instead you're like huh, just like picking yourself apart yes that so you felt like worse about yourself rather I felt than empowered. A lot, a lot worse. I think what what ends up probably happening is once you post the picture, people oh. are like, "Oh, you look cute" or whatever. Yeah, and then you, like or it like makes flame, you, but flame emoji. Me, the whole experience brought me 
down to a negative. So then that would only just bring me up to the, where I was. <gasps> That's interesting. Initially, you know which is zero. That reminds me of this one guy. I can't remember what he said. Some like right wing uh, radio guy. And he used to say that like to get to find women or like to pick women up. Oops, you have this to, is going to make me mad. I can feel it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is to um, put them down like all the way down so that you can be the one to bring them back up. Oh, and so that probably. reminds me like, so if you were feeling really, really bad, like you can only like go up. So maybe it's like this. Was like, that a Trump weird, quote? probably could have been <laughs> no no it was like tim imus or something I, who cares yeah, do you, tim imus yeah what is it don imus don imus yeah don. fuck that guy fuck that guy <laughs> fuck that guy and everything stands for probably yeah that was edgar he's gonna be on our podcast <laughs> he knows and he took his advice i think don imus is um um no healing it with the ladies anyway but like you're yeah. like you bring yourself down and i don't oh, know and then maybe sick... just to bring yourself back up i don't even know if that's but i understand but it that i get it i get a power play i get it but Ugh. for yourself why why am i doing it to so myself? okay so we'll, we'll see we'll yeah, see what so the response is i haven't posted it are you gonna post it ironically you're gonna post it like straight up i think we should post it just like real right yeah yeah, yeah. and then just see kind of what you get i bet you'll get a lot of flame emojis i bet you'll get a like you know great lip color yeah. you know I guess, but it, and, and then then it's the response is yeah. I tried really hard <laughs> for this. Yeah, like, yeah, this wasn't just a natural shot. Like exactly, you know, it's it's strange, but I don't know. It works for Liz. Let's see if it works you know, for you. Works works for me. It's more of just a social experiment. So we'll see. Totally, I have a feeling people that look at my page are gonna be like, what what is she doing yeah, now? Well, yeah, <laughs> what is, is she Jackie okay? doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder you're gonna get those responses. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it too. Because usually I'm, mine are just like pictures of my dog. Right. You know, I'm I'm a little nervous to get to get going, especially after you talked about the experience but sorry no um, yeah well have fun <laughs> yeah have fun let me know well we'll report back um but uh, i'm excited for today's oh my god i'm really, really excited absolutely um we have um our great he's one of our best friends <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we go way back yes, to um, about 20 minutes ago yeah um, um this topic is am i an asshole for thinking i'm above racism yeah, we we tried to figure out ways to word it. So it's like yeah. for, for feeling colorblind. And then it's yeah. like, that's stupid because you have to acknowledge co- color. Yeah. And, but but maybe that's what we'll talk about. And then it's like for being racist, well, we're not racist. So right. this is what we found, which is like for feeling above racism as two liberal women, like feeling above racism. Right. And, and we're white. And we're white. Oh, by the way, we're white. Yeah. Um, but and then we'll just kind of dissect it. It'll mm-hmm. just be a talk about race, really. Yep. And we have a, a very funny guy on. Yes, uh, and then look forward to later. We actually have a guest therapist on. Yeah, today. Truman. Truman. Um, Truman Cho. I'm forgetting everyone's last names right now. But Me too. Edgar Me is too. our guest, and we'll, we'll when, when we bring him on, we'll have him say his last name because I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Cool. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, also, shout out to Ahmad Black, my first crush. He's black. <laughs> oh my god. What's his name? Ahmad. His last, his last name is, black. but his name is Ahmad Black. Wow. Uh huh. And he Great. went on to be a Buccaneers player. Oh, I he, I just loved. Him. Is he still playing? Um, I don't think so. Cool. But um, we it, he it hurt my heart because when we were in I don't know maybe like first grade we did this thing where so I had a crush on him for a while and then we did this thing called opposite. Um, okay, wait, where we talked <laughs> said to, said to each other how we felt. So then he's so I said I have a crush on you and he said blah 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 blah. I have a crush on you too. You're really pretty. And then he said, Oh, it's opposite day. Oh, Ahmad. I know, I know, but I think that he meant it. So yeah, maybe he just got nervous, like when push yeah. came to shove. But okay. remember, opposite day when you were a kid, I still use it. <laughs> so, um, anyway, let's start the show, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay, great.
have um, our friend Edgar Mon, Mon Plaisir. Yeah, fantastic. Yay! That was actually very good. Yeah, oh my god, one hundred percent. I was afraid it. to do it, but yeah. But yeah. um, you have a you have a cool way of remembering how to say your last name. Uh, uh, well, kids in high school just called me Mom Pleaser. Were you? Uh, no. Mom Pleaser. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Yeah. No. No, my um, mom doesn't like me. <laughs> oh, great. Cool. Good. 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 Um. So okay, wait, real quick, Jackie. Um, you <laughs> you mentioned that your first crush was a black guy. Um, because and that that makes you cooler. <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 That makes me cool. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. we looked him up, and he like what? He just like won. Or, I don't know, a football award? Uh, uh, no, in college. <laughs> he won the national title. <laughs> We're not, we don't know we much don't about know. sports. Yeah. It's okay. It's um, okay. Um, We're deep in the world of stereotypes right now. Yeah. So, no worries. Let's get in. We have a white girl. Uh, yeah. No, but we did look at him up. He is very hot. So, do you, you kind of like miss that? Well, I miss that life. <laughs> I don't know if it was ever reciprocated, but but it was. It, I felt it. Yeah, mm. uh, there was a lot of heat coming from me mm-hmm. and my s- small, uh, immature vagina. Oh, gross! Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. That's okay. No, we talked uh, about how we we got the buzz at like five years old. So and our previous podcast when you first feel sexually enticed. Yeah, well, th- that's he was like my first crush. So I like, just Whoa. I just thought about that today. Yeah, um, and I wanted to give him a shout out. Great. He's he's actually listening. He's he listening. loves this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So okay. Hi, Edgar. Hello. How are how are you guys? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. We're so happy to have you here. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Um, you are a comedian. I am. Yeah. By definition. Where are you from? <laughs> uh, I'm from New York. Uh, went to high school in Texas. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. How is how's that? How's Texas? Uh, I mean, it was an interesting transition for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I was, I was born in New York City, so, like, I lived in, like, you know, probably one of the most ethnically diverse places in the world. Yeah. Right. And then I went to, like, the border of Mexico and, like, was, like, completely taken away from most black people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then what was the, like, race situation there? It was, like, uh, mostly was white? Mostly Hispanic. Mostly Hispanic. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it was the border of Mexico. Well, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, geography. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but yeah, but I mean, also, like, there's like white. No, they're white people. Well. That was like second, but it was mostly uh, Hispanic people. What brought you guys to Texas? Uh, nursing is pays very well there. Like, it's like a developing economy. So, like, that's one of the, like, the industries that booms first is medicine. Okay. Oh. So then your family brought you mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. you were like, cool, thanks. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm the only one. Yeah, uh, my brother and my cousin and I were the only three black kids at our school, at our high school. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was dope. Very uh, (laughs) interesting experience. Yeah. Yeah, To go from an all black school to being the only ones. Wow. Was like, I mean, not to just go ahead and get like right into like sad stuff, but like, was it like, how was that? I mean. Uh, I mean, like. I think you don't really realize it until like you're older and you're like, oh, that was kind of crazy, like the shit that would happen. But mostly people were just confused and just asked a lot of stupid questions. Oh, God. Like what we're probably about to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exa- again, very excited to be here. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. No, but like this is so like I was like nervous to talk about this. Like it's so it. Yeah, I think it, it makes I think it makes everyone a little nervous. Specifically. That's probably people. the most annoying part. Yeah. yeah. That's you what, guys nervous. That's what I want oh to talk God, about. <laughs> I think it makes a lot of white people nervous. And I Why? think I think I guess I'm asking you guys questions now. No, no I'm glad. Nervous? I'm glad because yeah. this is what I want to talk about. Uh-huh. Like I and I think for I can answer for me. I think, like, as a liberal white person, you mm-hmm. kind of feel like, 
like you are disgusted by your own race. So it's almost mm. like the the bad people of my race. Yeah. So you're just, I just feel like it's like a touchy subject. I don't want to offend anyone, yeah. but I also want to actually talk about it and okay. to not talk about it is weird. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. When a dude is like talking to you at the bar and they're just like, "Ugh, men are so gross. Men are so disgusting. How do you feel about that? When they're talking about like how men like do like terrible things and like how do you feel about that usually? That's a good. Well, that's a good analogy. And that's the only thing I can really grab with, with talking about this. So like, yeah. is being a woman. But what? Okay. Well, uh, well, how do you feel about that? If I say like, sorry for like when a dude's like, oh, men are so gross. We're so like terrible. Oh yeah, and, that's like, like this. This annoying. I guess I know what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's annoying. But part of me is like. It, I, like, they're trying to get in your pants if they're doing that. <laughs> I mean, so if I'm like, oh, white people, Edgar, they're so annoying. They're not trying to get in your overalls. Well, wearing overalls I'm, right now. He's wearing overalls. I'm engaged, so I can't. I will well, try. Go for it. Okay, thank you. Um, but but I guess it is. But at the same time, I don't think it's annoying. I think like at the same time, you're just like, I think it's more just like this doesn't really do anything for me. Like you know, like why spend that time? Oh my god, hating on yourself. Like what does it do for me? Like I don't know. I think white people are so hard on themselves. Well. Uh, I'm gonna back okay. off on that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I think I think liberal white people can be like really hard on themselves, and in like at times it's just like, what do you like? What does it do for me? Like that's yeah. kind of the question that I ask, and I can only speak for myself. What does it do for you? Is yeah, what you're I'm, saying. yeah, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, white people. You could think white people suck, but I don't know what it really does for anyone. Oh yeah, that. and I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I don't think white people suck, but I think a lot of. Um, white people do suck and i think even even liberal white people there is there is like racism or or very like subtle racism within liberal people well, th- same with yeah well same with genders I this guess. is my own theory my own theory is that everyone is racist and everyone is sexist because right. that's just the society that we live in and like i think that like you have to actively try not to be those things and like it's like a learning curve and like everyone like I think for me, right, like I don't identify as a feminist or anything like that, but I understand like a lot of those ideals and stuff like that. But I've had access to, uh, uh, you know, liberal arts college and stuff like that. So I'm like a lot higher on that learning curve versus like, you know, someone else like my friend Kevin, who's like from like, you know, deep South Florida, like, you know, didn't have a teacher who like did like these feminist like rants Mm. in class and stuff like that Mm -hmm. doesn't have that access. So like I can't like I don't know, like it's like. We have these internalized things. We have to actively go through them. But then, like, I think that it's also kind of like respecting everyone's journey through going through all of those things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think just that, a quick question: yeah. Why don't you identify as a feminist? Uh, because <laughs> I think, well, I I don't personally identify as it in the same way that I don't like when white people call themselves woke because it in turn it <laughs> it, uh, it exemplifies that you're done. And like I'm not like Got it. you know like yeah like you, I could go ahead and say like I'm a feminist but like when a girl walks down the street I'm just like mm, that ass like that's what's in my brain <laughs> that's not sexist that's what's in my brain I'm yeah I'm a, I think I'm if a, you say out loud mm, that ass but it's to in my them, brain it's kind of but I mean but that's interesting yeah you can't help yeah yeah I mean well, I when think I'm around that. all my guy friends I'm we like you know we like you know uh-huh. yeah. But then I'll sit there and I'll read like that. Uh, 
feminine mystique. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. yeah, I'll read those books and be like, oh yeah, I totally get this. But then one of my friends, I'm like, but that pussy does. Yeah. <laughs> well, I say that, that too. Is that is that because we talk about guys too? So like, is mm-hmm. that really sexist? But I don't know. Yeah. Well, then we're gonna get into like a whole double standards thing. <laughs> no, but that's okay though. Yours is I locker mean, room talk. <laughs> but but I think that that's kind of the point of like what we're asking is that like the, thinking you're above racism when like racism is just kind of. Or, or, or like yeah. sexism and all that stuff or just around I, all. I don't think it makes you an asshole I just think it makes you like ignorant or like not ignorant in the sense of like hateful but like ignorant of like to think that you're above something that's so like clearly in everyone's like system uh, oh I tell the story all the time yeah uh, there was a sinkhole in Studio City and there was the, what? a sinkhole like oh. you know like when like the ground collapsed oh yeah uh, and these black guys their car fell into it when they were driving so they were just like okay what we should do is get out of the car and like wave people down to stop anyone from coming like and this white woman was driving her car and she sees these black guys just flagging her <laughs> down so what she does is she accelerates and goes right into the sinkhole without that sinkhole she made the right decision in anyone else's mind if she goes back and tells her friends do these black guys are waving me down they would have been like oh my god are you okay the only thing that made it racist was the sinkhole like, uh-huh. and I think that that's things that we don't talk about. Like, that's things that, like, everyone feels. Like, those are internal fears that we all have because we've been programmed to have those fears. Right. She's been told her entire life that she's driving down the street at mm. night and she sees black guys waving at her. That's an unsafe situation. Right. That's something that she's learned through media, uh-huh. through, like, people and stuff like that. But what you brought up with the woman and the ass thing, which I just wish I had an ass so that I could relate a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, they're, like, I am programmed to be afraid of men. I'm not, and I'm not saying mm-hmm. black men versus white, but mm-hmm. like I, if if as a female, I mm-hmm. think there is an instinct like where yours is like, I want to eat her puss. Mm-hmm. Mine is like, oh, I'm scared there's a man. Yeah. I feel a yeah. man like either behind me or waving yeah. me down. But I'm not saying that, but I, I do agree that there, I'm sure there's more programming within like black guys. Yeah. If there were guys. three like broy looking white guys, she'd be like, happy to help. Like, yeah. I see what you're saying, but not always, not always because, yeah. and I think uh, your sister was talking about like the cigar thing. Like, yeah, she, if she saw someone that was like sketchy, no matter what would cross the street, you know, like if it right. was a white sketchy person, a black sketchy person, a Mexican, whatever, like that, like mm. that's what would stop her. But like all that to say, like, I mean, <laughs> racism is still a really huge <laughs> thing and there. I mean, I'm not saying that it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with race. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <It's so laughs> <hard about> <laughs> Um, okay, God. okay, so wait, I want to know, I want to know, um, know what, like, okay, let's keep talking about this, but also yeah, I want to know what, I want to know what is offensive, because you don't seem like a very easily offended person, but like, no. do you get offended by things? Uh, yeah, it's, I get offended, but it's more in terms of like annoyed, uh, 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 like the woke thing. Yeah, that's very annoying to me. I can see how uh, uh, No, I'm trying to think. There's something that you guys said earlier that I was like, oh, that's just annoying. Oh, my God. Oh, Damn uh, it. Uh, uh, when, you got, when you said that your first crush, when you brought up that your first crush was yeah, black, totally. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, I'm totally. not offended by it. Like, I'm not like, it's annoying. oh, I'm a, it's just like, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your first yeah. crush was black. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Or being like. Uh, like I'm watching Insecure in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's probably then, so annoying. But here's what always happens when it's like, oh, what episode are you on? I'm at the end. I'm caught up on both. Oh, okay. But then like, oh, I'm sorry. I assume something about you there. <laughs> but like, then like that's something that always happens. Like people say that and I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. Like you could talk to me about Seinfeld. Like I love that show right, too. Like, right. you know, like oh, I right. think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like a brownies. That's something that I find more so annoying. 
Uh, yeah. I think what I find offensive probably is uh, if we're going to bring it into comedy, uh, <laughs> when white people do black things with no like base knowledge of it. Right. And they're just like, this is what a black, like it happens all the time when like white people rap in like improv scenes or anything oh, like boy. that. It's just like they don't make the effort into knowing what the actual culture of it is. And they're doing this very caricature type thing of it. That's when people really really that's when i'm like i'm offended by this yeah is when it's like very surface level thing yeah i'd uh, uh i'd relate it to like if like when a guy acts like a girl and they just make their voice really high and yeah like it's annoying there. yeah you're just like there's so much more to being a woman than that yeah that's how that's the things that offend me when i see like very base level portrayals of uh, uh black people yeah yeah, and I it's probably also like super annoying, like watching people's brains be like, "Should I say African American or black?" Or yeah, like, that it's I like, find that oh, that's so that's offensive. What, okay, what is that like? Because I've had this conversation with white people, sure. like, uh, and my friend Chris, who is black, again, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but like you. he's like he's like it's it, just say black, just like say don't. Black. But then, yeah. like, well, because I'm not African American, right? And that's the thing, yeah, not mm. uh, yeah, but like I think. For some people, I think they're worried that that sounds like if you say, oh, I have a question. If sure. you say, if you're identifying someone mm-hmm. in a group of people, mm-hmm. you're trying to point out yeah. the black person. Yeah. Is it rude to be like the black guy? No. No. Why yeah, would it be yeah. rude? But I understand I that. I mean, thing. I guess why are, if, if, here's how it's rude. If someone's just like, hey, I want to kill someone. Who should I kill? <laughs> and you're like, oh, the black person. And I would say that in that situation, yes. But if it's an identifier, right? Like That's the one I'm talking about. No, but yeah, like if you're uh, like, well. <laughs> but like, I, mean, I think, I don't know. I think maybe you're just like overthinking it a little bit too much. Absolutely. Uh, being uh, over PC. Yeah. It's just like. But hey, then, he, but it's because. A black person. Because I grew up in Florida, okay? Sure. I'm embarrassed to admit that. My family's from up north. But, um, <laughs> but like. I really grew up in a place that I felt there was a lot of tension and between between races and in both ways. Like I went to a high school that was half arts high school, half regular high school. I that was I think whites were a minority, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I mean, I was called like white bitch, like walking down the hall, like for no reason, like. But mm-hmm. I and then I saw it on the other end of like just. Not saying the black guy identifying, but like with a uh, w- with an emotion behind it, with mm-hmm. an intention behind it, and so I think for me that upset me, and I saw that a lot. So mm-hmm. I think when I've and I mean I always grew up in a liberal house, so it's not like that. But I was around racist people who yeah. used words that are not okay, right? And so I I don't know. Part of that might be that overcompensation of like. I don't. I don't want to offend. I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want anyone to think that I'm like that. I oh. I, I prefer. Uh, mm, I don't know how to word this. Yeah. It's all right, but I prefer those people than some of the liberal white people I come across here in California. Like really? I prefer. Racists? Yeah, I prefer because I know exactly where they're coming from, and they're so honest and true with who they are. Interesting. I feel like when I'm around a lot of white people, they have thoughts, they have ideas that they kind of like push down and hide but it's so clear that they feel that type of way and they're over like you said overcompensating and stuff like that when i feel like a racist person is telling me exactly who they are yeah like that's kind of how i feel about but it but that's just me again i'm only speaking for myself i see what you're saying though because you're just, it's you're just saying. yeah like uh, someone tiptoeing around you is the most annoying thing in the world yeah like yeah just tell me i know exactly what even though it's a but racist I don't thought have those same thoughts that they have no that's not what he's saying like but just like 
that but you've had you've had a racist thought like i I find it impossible to think that you've never had a racist thought oh well i mean of course but not to the extent of other of certain people Mm -hmm. i i really do feel that way i really feel like there are i think sure everyone's inherently maybe sexist or racist but i think that there are people that embrace it and there are people that try to like that know that difference between right and wrong and that are like this is not a healthy way to think i'm Mm -hmm. ignorant i'm Mm -hmm. being stupid i know what you're saying though Mm -hmm. and in a way i think you know uh, but those are the people that are like hanging like the rebel flags and stuff like i don't i Mm -hmm. you you don't mean you actually prefer them or do you i think what i mean is like that experience to me is less harrowing and less frustrating than like the gaslighting i feel in like liberal Mm -hmm. spaces where I'm seeing these racist things and I'm seeing people act this way, but I'm being told that these well-intentioned people aren't like that. Yeah. And I think that because of that, like, it's very frustrating and very stressful. Uh, and I, like, I would much rather have someone just call me a nigger. Like, that's honestly how I feel is, like, especially, like, you know, like, talking, like, uh, we talked about, uh, like, in comedy shows, right? Like, someone uh in herald night we asked for a suggestion at the top i remember a black woman asked for a suggestion and someone just yelled chicken and she was very hurt by that but her white teammates were just like i don't think it was that like i don't think that that's what that person meant and like they're feeling this way and they're asking their teammates for like you know like help and that but because we're just like well no this is california like this would that's not they're probably just saying a word like that's like i would much rather like you know, a bunch of people be like, hell yeah, that's exactly what they meant. And you do like chicken. Like that's right, kind of right. like, yeah. I would much yeah. rather have that experience than sort of like, I feel like a lot of times here, uh, uh, racism kind of goes unheard of because we think that we're a lot more well-intentioned than those people in the South. It's kind of why I hate slave movies, why I hate mm. uh, like movies like Detroit, which I love. Like I love Detroit. I love 12 Years a Slave. But I think it's very easy for a liberal white person to watch that and disconnect themselves and say, I'm not that person, therefore mm-hmm. I'm not capable of these kinds of things and I'm not capable of contributing to those kinds of systems and stuff like that. So I find that very hard to deal with. Mm. Uh, I have an example. I dated a white woman previously and we went and watched a movie. That makes you less cool, by the way. Stay on the same And we watched the movie Get Out. And uh, I remember watching the movie and have you guys seen the film? Yeah. I okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to spoil it. I Great. apologize. It's okay. It's okay. Um, at the end, like when like the family's being killed, she started cheering and was like, yeah, yeah. But then I like that moment was like such a huge disconnect for me because I was like, you're the girl in this movie. <laughs> like you're cheering for your, like you're mm-hmm. the one being killed, right? The the family and uh, I think one of the things that makes Get Out so brilliant is that they're a well-intentioned family. They're not out, outwardly racist. Right. They have reasons why exactly. they, the reasons why they do those things to the black people is because they admire them. They like those qualities about those black mm-hmm. people and they're doing those things. And I think that's a, a point that a lot of white people missed when they watched that movie. Is yeah. like these family, like they're not hanging up cruxes and stuff like mm. that like you know they're not they're not overtly racist no right. but what they do is just as if not more damaging to the character chris mm. and like the entire time chris is like trying to tell his girlfriend like hey this is kind of weird hey this is kind of weird and she's like oh, come on chris like just chill and like yeah. that is like the feeling of like being black in a white space is having these things happen and then being told that you're overreacting or that you're like and i think that that's why i'm saying like i much prefer 
the racism in the South because I'm not being like, I'm not overreacting. This person clearly is calling <laughs> right. me a nigger. Like there's <laughs> right. no, yeah, there's I'm no seeing it and it's definitely happening. And we both acknowledge that it's real. Um, I'm sorry if that seems frustrating to you at all. Or no, like no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, it, I think that I, my only, to play devil's advocate, my only sure. hang up with that is you say that, and I totally under, I don't understand. I don't understand, mm-hmm. but I am trying to understand. Mm-hmm. But like, in terms of voting and like the, your, I mean, like, how can you say you, I know you're, you're almost saying socially, mm-hmm. I prefer mm-hmm. to talk with those people. Yeah. But like, no, I'm not saying socially. Uh, okay. Um, uh, but like, cause here's my only thing is I feel mm-hmm. like with liberals, it's like, I, I do think it's well intended. Mm hmm. And at the same time, like liberal white people are trying to represent minorities uh, of all like gay people, black people, women like. And so it's like they're still voting on the right side of history. Sure. So it's like, <laughs> but you, that's like, I mean, what if everyone felt like that, though? And they were like, well, fuck it. Then I'm just going to keep voting for Republicans mm-hmm. and embracing my race. But I think what he's saying is that like it's that someone is just like very honest about things that they're feeling, even if it's terrible. Like he's, you know, like that they're just there. No. Right. There's like. Yeah. More transparent. It's also just like it's this has transparency. And it's also also it's like, a, I don't know. I think of it as like this. Uh, uh, how many black friends do you think that you have in your social circle currently? Not a lot. Right. And like that's kind of like but you feel like you're on like the right side of these issues and you feel like you're like on like the and I'm not trying to like call you out or anything like that. Oh, but no. like the most segregated areas I've ever seen in my life have been in the most liberal cities in the world. Mm. And yeah. like yeah. Uh, uh, that's like that. But it's just that well, we lean on that well-intentioned thing where I feel like. A racist in like Texas probably comes across and deals with more black people than a liberal in California. And it shouldn't be that way, right? Because, but uh, uh, I think that I, that's I, kind of what I'm trying to hit at. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I mean, okay, I had black friends growing up. Um, but <laughs> I, um, no, my, my, um, I guess my sphere right now is just like smaller than it used to be. I don't really care about. I, I used to have more friends and yeah. now that I get older, it's just smaller. Yeah. But, um, but, and I'm asking you these questions cause other, li- I think other pe- liberal people think that way. I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. on board with feeling like, I feel like there's still a lot to learn. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just challenging you because if I just said yes, okay, then that's to me, that's not, mm-hmm. that's not what other people might be thinking. Sure. Sure. I'm trying no, to, rep- I'm, I'm hey, trying to get in that. We're having a conversation. Yeah. yeah. I'm into it. Um, but it doesn't, I, I'm just saying like, it doesn't necessarily mean I believe that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, well, what if people think this? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of in the middle. I, I mean, I guess personally I feel I, – I understand what you're saying, but I also feel like – I don't know. I just think I just – I don't know. I guess just like racist people seem to represent the same thing to me. And it, they're, mm-hmm. a lot of the times they're also sexist. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times they're also homophobic. And like mm-hmm. so all the, the three of those things to me just – it irks me. Yeah. And it for me as a woman, it holds me down. Like, I don't like it. And I, I would rather hang out with, like, liberal people than, than like, a guy who's just talking about how women, are, you know what I mean? Openly yeah. being like, yeah, well, I've, I fucked her and never talked to her. Well, right. But, but wouldn't you also rather hang out with someone who was just, like, honestly saying how they feel? Like, of course no one wants to hang out with racist people. Yeah. What, I, what, what I'm saying is, like, I think that, like, what we kind of get into, right, is that we let these like 
we start developing and these are the theories that i have again and this is only speaking for myself um like we just start developing these boogeymen and then what like uh when we develop boogeymen the issue that we run into is that people of lesser crimes start to slide away right and Mm. i think of it in terms of like rapist uh violent rapist like the problem with like violent rape and when we like uphold those people is that we let like the uncle who like you know Mm. like gets his like niece drunk or whatever and like molest them we don't hold them to that same standard we start that's how brock turner got away with what he did is because we didn't look at that as like oh that's not violent mm-hmm. right and then we developed like this boogeyman type thing and that's oh, kind gotcha. of what i'm talking okay. about with, I, like, I, okay and like that's kind of why i don't fuck with like the whole like we look at these races we're just like that's abhorrent like what they do is terrible but then that same person is like never hired a black person in their life they yeah. don't have a black friend. They mm. don't extend opportunities to black people, but they can go ahead and cast aside and say, well, I don't say nigger. I don't uh, hold up the rebel flag. Therefore, I'm a good person oh, while yeah. they're actively contributing to a white supremacist society. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good time to bring on our uh, therapist. Yeah. Truman. Um, yay, so welcome Truman Harris. Hey. Yay. Hi, yay. hi Truman. Thanks and for being hey, our guest therapist. He's he's Skyping in from um where are you? Kentucky. Kentucky? Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very far away. <laughs> yeah. Yay. And um he is friends with um our resident therapist, Jen Biscusi. Yeah. Um, and he's just gonna hop in here today. Um do you, do you wanna just give us a quick little background about yourself here, Truman, if you uh yeah, like um I I um I'm a uh, clinical psychology doctoral student. Um, I go to Spalding University. Uh, basically, my area of focus is uh, trauma, um, child and adolescent family um, treatment and things like that. Um, I engage in a lot of activism, uh, especially since like the election and whatnot, um, and, and also before that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm really interested in issues of multiculturalism, diversity, things like that. Yeah. Cool. Um, great. And I, I think we should point out he's black. Yeah, just because. And I think we should point out that you're actually <laughs> Yeah, helping... and I'm also a black guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're actually helping the world, and we're just, like, talking about our feelings. Yeah, and making <laughs> a lot of poop oh, jokes. Yeah. You make a lot of poop jokes. Yeah, so thank um, you for what you do. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you you're so making much. The world thank you for what you do, because it's, yeah. it's important to have discussions like this, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, and that's, yeah. So, what, I mean, what are your, like... First thoughts on because Truman was listening in. Yeah. So what are your first thoughts on it, and like, what do you want to dive into? Uh, well, you know, I, I heard uh, the movie Get Out mentioned, and like, there's so much. It's just such an onion of a movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of things that, that we could talk about just in regards to that that film in general. But like, I, I did want to talk about like old fashioned racism versus um, like covert racism. So like. With old-fashioned racism, what you have is something like uh, burning crosses in your front yard or something similar. You know, it's it's very explicit, you know, very obvious. Uh, but then you have um, covert racism or, you know, the, the type that that you saw during the election, essentially, and the type that, that you generally see maybe even in California where, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are a lot of liberal individuals um, that, that, that aren't willing to acknowledge um, – let's say what happened in, uh, in, in Charlottesville, um, as an act of terror or or something that, uh, that, that was explicitly, um, well, race motivated, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of, uh, the same concept as staying silent when an injustice takes place. 
Um, so they're both functions of the same like system of injustice, the same, uh, uh, they're both functions of, uh, I guess this system of oppression that, um, America was founded upon, but yeah. Mm. Uh, so that, that's pretty much what I had to say about that, that, um, both are forms of racism, Mm -hmm. uh, but they're just different manifestations of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. One is just like more in your face and yeah, but, but like still, I mean, so do you think that there's like, I don't know, like anyone who doesn't, I don't know, is racism ever like absent? Like just because it's such a thing, like that it's in our world. Like, I guess, could there anyone that's be like, that's pure and like not racist at all? (laughs) Well, no, I I think that everyone has a, you know, because that's just how our brains work. Um, Because when you think about it, uh, it's difficult to think. It's difficult to walk into a situation uh, that you know nothing about. Um, and then automatically just, just know enough to function there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so our, our brains take shortcuts and sometimes those shortcuts are kind of racist or kind of sexist. Um, so when you have this, this idea of, let's say a, a black guy, um, you know, a, a bunch of different kind of criteria that, that goes into what you perceive a black guy to be, um, whenever you, you, you're walking down the street and you see this person walking up to you automatically, all those things are activated. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's where the, the crossing the street thing comes from, mm. uh, because we don't really have time to get to know this person and differentiate them from, uh, you know, all these, these different portrayals of a black person that we've seen. So automatically we, we just kind of go towards that, that knee jerk reaction of, moving out of the way sure and like but i mean i wonder then in that case too is that the same with i if there was a white i was sorry a black woman across you know across the street i don't mm-hmm. think it was if i crossed the street it would pr- probably be because it was a man okay. and I, yeah. that i don't know anything about well and, and see that's that's the question though like um a lot of the time uh, a good way of, of answering these things is like um if you remove that one variable from the situation like is your behavior still the same Right. Like if, if the person is a, if, if it's a black woman that's walking close to you, um, if that was a white woman, would you still cross the street? Sure. Would mm-hmm. you still avoid? Yeah. Okay. So then, um, and is that, uh, like, is that your response or? Well, I don't know. I just, I was just saying like, if, yeah, if it also th- depends on how they, they look to me. Right. If they're like doing weird behavior or like they look like they're on something. No matter. I'm yeah. staying away. <laughs> no matter what race. Those, those are shortcuts too though, right? Like those yeah. are shortcuts too. Like. Oh yeah. Because we see like a, a, what we think is a crazy behavior. No matter what race or uh, sex you are, you're like, mm-hmm. get me the fuck out of here. But isn't that just yeah. like protective? I mean, med- to an extent. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, it, it's also something that's, kind of moderated by the media and, and by all these things that we're exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you think about it, like when was the last portrayal of a black person that you saw like in the media that wasn't like somewhat negative, like just right. in some. Sure. Like, I mean like news for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like it, it's all just driven into our heads, you know, that um, black means bad, you know, white means, means good. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's not um, a coincidence. You know, um, these are things that have been put in the media um, in order to kind of keep people where they are, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and weirdly enough, uh, just to talk about Louisville, just in general, um, there's something called redlining. And uh, this is something that I just you know started researching like last year. Um, what redlining is, is like during the 1930s, um, when segregation was still, um, you know, a, a thing, uh, what they would do is they would have 
red lines or red districts, I guess. Then they would have green districts, yellow districts, and blue districts. Now, the green districts were the uh, the, the most rich, the highest SES, uh, whereas like the, the red districts were the lowest SES, generally where you'd put people of color. Um, so in between all of these districts, you would have like either yellow or blue or something similar to separate the red from the green. And even though segregation was stopped, you know, uh, sometime in the 1960s, uh, the, the effects of it are still taking place because what you see is past ninth street. Um, and like, this is just an issue like in Louisville, it's probably, uh, it's probably pretty prolific across other areas as well. But, um, past ninth street, you see um, a difference in, uh, in SES socioeconomic, uh, socioeconomic status. So like, um, whenever you cross that and, you know, just to, uh, to give some background, like what, like after uh, what happened in Charlottesville, uh, Black Lives Matter was doing a, um, a march of solidarity um, across like Broadway. And I, I was in that march. And what I noticed was once we crossed 9th Street, there was a huge police presence. Mm-hmm. And um, that was like no coincidence mm-hmm. because when we were down in the West End uh, in the lower SES area, area um, there were no police, right? Um, we were free to do whatever we wanted to do. We were marching on the street. Um, the moment that we passed 9th Street, that's when police started showing up. And the closer that we got to the uh, the upper class areas of the town, um, the more police showed up. It, event- it eventually got to the point where there were uh, about 15 to 20 officers with um, billy clubs and an open paddy wagon uh, with, uh, uh, what do you call it, tear gas and whatnot. Jesus. Yeah, I know. They <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? And they ended up pushing us, um, you know, onto the sidewalk uh, to continue the march. The march. They were hoping that that would disperse us, but it didn't. Um, but the point is, they were trying to stop us from getting to the the higher SES areas. Yeah. Um, and and you know, that's just that's just kind of one example of institutional racism, mm-hmm. where um, these things are, are layered all throughout society. Um, trying to keep people exactly where they are and stop them from, you know, getting to, uh, to, to other areas where they're not supposed to be quote unquote. I feel like, yeah, that's when, when I'm hearing you say all this stuff too, I'm like, well, if this is going to sound like white girl problems, type stuff, oh, like, no. it's like, it's hard to know. Like I feel annoying if I try to understand and I, but then I also don't want to not try to understand. So it's yeah. like, I don't know where to put, myself I, I don't want to like march because then I'm like it seems like you're just marching me for like Black Lives Matter because you're jumping on a bandwagon so then I'm like well I don't want to do that because I don't want to or like try to be cool or, I don't know I like, think that's or, where it leaves us and again yeah. not a not a bad problem to have no but I think that's where I'm, I'm like, sorry that that's annoying but I, like, I'm like okay all right if I do this then that you know well, like what, what's something that you're comfortable doing in helping people in general like something that you enjoy doing to help people in general like listening you can just do that yeah like you don't have to march like that's not the only thing you could do i well yeah i have a question um about that (laughs) which again this is a i'm saying it because i know people are thinking it what about Uh um all right so our friend's dad is a police officer and he has all these statistics about Uh in black communities black on black crime blah 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 you know Mm -hmm. how much is this put in front of our faces to uh, just kind of reiterate that or like just um, 
double down on what we already think as a nation, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and I think there are documentaries and there are things that have brought mm-hmm. that to light that these statistics yeah. aren't necessarily true, but like, what do you, what do you have to say about that? Well, I mean, I, I absolutely do think that um, a lot of these statistics are, are mentioned when they're mentioned um, in order to kind of drive people in a certain direction yeah. um, of That's thinking. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and like the statistics themselves, um, a lot of them, like there's a saying um, kind of in psychology and statistics in general that, you know, numbers can, uh, will, will say whatever you want them to say if you manipulate them enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's, that's the thing. Like sometimes uh, when you're looking at just raw data, like for instance, um, I was reading this article on, on the, uh, the Huffington Post. And so like um, it was something like, they were recording um, police instances of police violence and police shootings um, from 2015 up until um, July 11th, 2016 or something similar. So like they broke it down um, as a function of race, right? So they were looking at uh, black interactions with the police. And I believe that all these were fatal um, and uh, white interactions with the police and just uh, other races. Um, and their interactions with the police. They didn't break it down. Um, but what they found was that there were more white people killed than black people. And like the exact numbers were, and I had these written down. Um, the exact number was, was 1,500, 1,500 individuals that were killed uh, by the police like that year, um, which is huge. That's Just, I, I mean, like e- even if you don't break it down, right. as a bunch yeah. of, but uh, what they found was that 732 white individuals were shot and killed. Um, 381 black individuals were shot and killed. And then 382 uh, individuals of various races uh, were, were shot and killed. So like my, my point by saying this is that those numbers were taken um, by various media sources and said, and, and, you know, they were used to say, Oh, see, you know, there aren't as many black people being killed. There aren't as many minority individuals being killed as white people. But one thing that they failed to look at is the, the proportional aspect of it. Because if you're just looking at the numbers, you know, they can say anything that you want them to say. Right. But um, if you look at actual proportions, uh, white people are something like uh, 62% of the population, whereas black people are like 13% of the population, right? So um, if you look at this uh, just as a function of, of who has died in what proportion, like it's still a disproportionate amount of black people that are dying by the hands of the police. And, um, but that's the thing. A a lot of people aren't going to look at that. They want like really easy statistics, you know, where like, this is what this is. This is what that is. But really in reality, you know, there's so many variables that go into all this. They're like, it's so difficult, you know, to, uh, well, to make one statement or the other. But I, I do absolutely think that, the the timing the the timing of of how these things are brought up it's definitely used to skew our thinking in in one direction or the other mm-hmm. why are people doing that well i think it's a slight, why it's just to push a certain yeah. agenda and a certain yeah. idea across right like yeah. i remember i always come back to like media things and like uh i watched uh, the hbo miniseries show me a hero i'd mm-hmm. recommend it to anyone mm-hmm. and it was about uh how they kind of did the housing in Yonkers. So like basically this psychologist and this archi- uh, not ar- architect, they like paired up and they realized that the reason why the crime rate was so high in Yonkers projects was they realized that 
people don't tend to like care about things when they don't feel like it's their own mm. right so like when you have a bunch of people piled up on top of each other they tend to like treat the apartment badly and like act out and stuff like that so then like basically they were like what if we like redid the public housing and had everyone have their own individual space so everyone had like these individual apartments Mm -hmm. and like that's when like but these are things that we don't necessarily think about when we talk about like the fact that where these crimes are happening are usually in like really terrible housing situations and really like we we remove the context from that and just say these people are just committing crimes we don't talk about these things like that like what yeah why would they be acting like that because they're in a shitty situation yeah we're like uh uh uh, when you're living in a a poverty situation or you have this thing that you don't really feel like is your own you tend to act out and stuff like that but we remove the context from those stats and just give those stats cold Mm -hmm. and it's because it pushes forth an agenda and it, it protects certain like I, I like that word ses like it, mm-hmm. it 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 protects those things and lets them continue to happen right franklin village gets to be franklin village because of how far away compton is like those two things are need each other and mm-hmm. that's kind of why we let these things happen right like uh if public out like one of the things that was so crazy about that is what ended up happening is that architect and uh, that psychologist brought their foundings to the NAACP and the NAACP sued the city of Yonkers and won and they were like all right cool we're going to use this neighborhood and it was in an Italian Catholic neighborhood and these people freaked out and were just mm. like there's going to be crime here there's going to be like rape these people are going to like attack our woman and Italians stuff like that. Italians have no history of violence. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah Jesus. <laughs> so that's where they're coming from. Yeah and like but then when the, what they ended up hap- what ended up happening is that when those people did actually move in they didn't have any crime. They didn't like do all these things because they had their own space. Mm-hmm. Like his theory was right. Yeah. And like, but I think like what was sad about that movie is they said like his theory has never been like applied to anywhere else since because of how hard it was to get those Italian Americans on board hmm. to let them in. Like no other city has tried to like do public housing in that way. We continue to go back to projects. To projects. Yeah. So, okay. So that would be your like, because I'm, I'm curious about like welfare and your thoughts on that. Huh? A lot of- oh, I- a lot of people will say, does it actually hurt the community or does it help? And then also, do you find it to be more, and you kind of answered it, but like a socioeconomic issue or a racial issue or they're just so much, they coincide that it's it's pretty much the same thing? Well, um, I'm, I'm a little bit radical on that um, as far as, you know, what the government should do in order to help the people. I feel that the government is there to help the people, but um, I feel like sometimes it's it's presented in a manner that brings race into it when, when really, um, hmm, how should I say this? Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, uh, welfare, um, if you look at the statistics, there are more white people on welfare than black people. Um, but a, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the rhetoric that comes from that is usually from, uh, like the 1980s, the war on drugs. Um, where, uh, you know, they're, they're putting forth this narrative that people that are on welfare are using it to buy drugs, that they're using it to buy yeah. unnecessary things and all that type of stuff. And what that is, is being said to, uh, to achieve is it, it, they're trying to make people mad. They're trying to, uh, it, you know, they're, they're trying mm-hmm. to make people, uh, angry that someone is getting something that they're not getting. And when you add race into that, then it kind of brings this tribal this tribal mentality into everything, right? Um, because no one wants their group to be getting less and another group to get to be getting more for nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I, I feel like the, the reason why race is generally brought into that is because it's, it's such a, I guess, hot topic. And the reason that it's a hot topic is because our nation was kind of built on that, that institutional racism that they're, they're calling on, mm-hmm. you know, in, in order to like galvanize people in a certain direction. Yeah. Um, but d- did I answer anything you that you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just the statistic that um, there are actually more white people on it. A lot of my white <laughs> friends in the improv community all are on unemployment and welfare. Like it's just a lot like of comedians. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think in poor parts of where I'm from, it was still just so segregated where it was like projects and then like, like white trailer trash. Mm. So it's like, I think if you actually look at that, it's the same or it's more white people. Yeah. That's an interesting, no. And everything you you said was interesting. I think of this quote that like, uh, uh, I I forgot who told me this quote, but it was like the biggest lie that white America has been told is that a poor white man thinks that he's still better off just because he's white. And like, that's kind of like a thing that I think like when you're talking about like race and stuff like that, like, uh that republic that especially the republican party kind of like galvanizes it's just like you're you're an american this is being taken away from you by these black people and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and then they start to feel entitled and be like yeah i'm white Mm -hmm. i shouldn't be like treated Mm. this way but then they don't realize that these people that they're pushing forward are pushing them further and further into poverty themselves but they're not thinking about themselves as poor they're thinking of themselves as white and they hold on to that pride part of it and that's kind of what's so like uh uh discomforting about the whole thing is realizing that these people are just like even though i'm poor and i'm in this shitty situation i'm willing to uplift these like you know really terrible things because it 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 empowers my wife yeah i want to so you'd rather the- hang out with them i would yeah. rather hang out with them yeah i would um oh, yeah. but I'm, I'm curious what um you had to like what your thoughts were with the tina fey sheet cake thing and like oh. white privilege oh <laughs> yeah so like yeah oh go ahead no 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 it's, i mean that's it Oh, yeah. So, like, I I had a couple of problems with that. Um, Number one, like, she's acting as if there's nothing that you can do, that we should just let the Nazis just, you know, steamroll over everyone, and then that's just it. We can just eat cake. But the thing is, there's also another layer to that. She actually can eat cake while Nazis are steamrolling all over everyone. That's very true. Because the fact is, that's a function of privilege. Right. But there are a lot of other people that can't just sit there and eat sheet cake. Um, there are a lot of people that this is a life or death situation for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that same mentality that she has, you know, we can just sit there and do nothing and eventually they'll go away or maybe they won't. Um, that's the same mentality that they had in Germany um, right before the Nazis took power. Um, if you talk to like pretty much any holocaust survivor or whatever you know they will say the same thing mm-hmm. people were silent some were loud but a lot were silent mm-hmm. and um whenever something like charlottesville takes place um that in my opinion kind of draws this line in the sand and this may be kind of controversial but in those videos what i saw were a bunch of make america great again hats and i saw some swastikas and i saw some confederate battle flags and kkk memorabilia all in the same group, all marching for the same thing, all with torches, most with uh, body armor, a lot with automatic weapons, uh, marching for a statue that represented um, the the same institutional racism that we're trying to get rid of. Mm. So 
whenever I look at all of that and then I look at Tina Fey's reaction, like it's troubling and it's problematic um, mm-hmm. because what she's saying is just, okay, whatever, let it happen. There's nothing I can do now. Nothing I'm willing to do. And you know, that's not sending the right message. I feel I actually disagree with Truman. Uh, really? uh, well, I don't think that that's, I think that the joke was executed very poorly, but I think that she was like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. And then uh-huh. as she's doing it, she starts eating the cake more and more violently. And I think it was just like very <laughs> poorly acted. But like she's saying, it's incapable of me to do this, but it wasn't sold very well. But again, that could be me putting my own ideals on mm-hmm. her joke and stuff like that. But that's how I interpret it was like her being like, oh, I can just sit home and just eat cake calmly but then as she's like thinking about it yeah and starting that's to, like, what i realize it she starts eating the cake more and more violently and like she can't just sit home and do it but then to truman's point that's unended when she kind of like sums it all up at the end and says let's just eat cake tomorrow that kind of undoes the entire joke yeah. and then does lead to truman's point of like uh that she does at the end suggest that people just stay home and don't do anything about it. And that's kind of goes back to like that whole liberal white people thing where it is a privilege that they are afforded where they don't have to think about it. They can sit home and just not talk yeah. about it. So, yeah. And then I always just go back to like, well then what? Like I, I, Oh God, this is just I, every time I talk, I feel like I'm whining and it's like so annoying. But like, no, I, no. there's nothing yeah. I can do talk, yeah. about being a white person. And I'm like, and then I'm thinking like, well, I, Oh, I, I don't know. I don't feel like I know how to do anything <laughs> well, <tell laughs> like, because I like support everybody. I want to be friends with everybody. I don't yeah. want this to be happening, but I feel like I'm just like annoying. What's if something I try that to you help. feel like you're good at doing like something that you like enjoy doing? I mean, like just j- making people feel better with jokes and like having, I feel like I'm a good like consoler. You know, you can do that for yeah. like, like I, I would make the choice to like find a way to like actively do that for black people. Like something that mm-hmm. I really appreciated when the uh, a lot of those shootings were happening is that I had friends actively reach out to me and check in and see how I was doing and stuff like that. <laughs> and that felt very good to like have that happen. I like, don't know why that feels anno- like I would be annoying you because I'm like. I know you're black, so let me help you. You know what I mean? But if okay? I, I, I think if I could tell, if like you were like authentically like doing it and like being like, hey, let's go out for like a drink or let's, yeah. like and like sit down and talk to me and listen, I would thoroughly enjoy that. Right, because I think that, I, yeah. Oh no, I was just. I think that's a that's a normal way to feel because um, I, I would recommend this book. Um, it's called Race Talk by Daryl Wing Sue, and like like uh, so much stuff in that book. I, I was reading and I was like, whoa, yes, yes, yes. But um, like there, there's there's one thing um, in that book. It's called rhetorical incoherence. It's where whenever we're talking about something involving race or um, uh, sexism or any type of like ism, really um, something that that brings up anxiety within us, like we can't find the words for what we're feeling, and it's so anxiety provoking that um, you know there's something called cognitive busyness that's going on, mm-hmm. where like there are all these what if thoughts that are flowing through your head at the moment, yeah, and, and like. Oh, and, and I, I've noticed that like just in myself, um, whenever I do have these conversations and they're hard, they're so difficult to have. But the thing is, what, what we're taught to believe is that it's not okay to show negative emotions, that it's not okay to be mad. It's not okay to be sad, that once a person cries, that the conversation is over mm-hmm. or like, you know, once a person gets angry, then we should stop and then table it. But that's really not the case because the reason that these feelings are coming up uh, is because we're we're activating a part of ourselves um, that has been suppressed for so long. 
um, you know, where we have had all these burning questions about, you know, what to do in these, these racially motivated situations, you know, how, how to treat people, how to speak to people, how to talk with people, you know, um, and there aren't answers, you know, that, that, that are sufficient for us. Right. And so like it, it creates anxiety. Um, but the way to avoid that, the way to stop that is to just push through it and talk. Yeah. Push yeah. Through. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean that's part of, yeah, that's part of yeah. what this is. Is because I just feel like people yeah. are too awkward to talk about it, and like yeah. even as a liberal, I I think that there's a lot to listen to, and mm-hmm. like I guess um, one thing that I am curious about because I think I think the Taylor Swift mm-hmm. thing kind of it made me think about it, but then it's like, all right, fuck it, I'm just gonna say it. I, yeah, I feel ahead. like sometimes as a mm-hmm. white woman mm-hmm. yeah. i i can't express feelings of oppression because mm-hmm. because then i'm i'm still a privileged white woman so right. then i have nothing to say right exactly it, it, and i'm not saying that's a fact i'm just saying that's sometimes how i feel, you feel? from my black friends where like yeah. i had a conversation online and about the tina Fey thing and i was like oh, i'm struggling with this because like it's it's still comedy even though maybe it wasn't funny like i yeah. do think she was just trying to be funny and like we should we should still be able to make jokes and like they had something to say about the uh the black uh drag queen and like mm-hmm. that that that's insinuating yeah. all black men are, are violent and i was like oh my god i just don't think that she meant that i think she meant yeah. i think she meant at the end of the day these are men dressed as women they could beat the shit out of you yeah. did she need to say that he was black like no <laughs> so maybe that's where that is but i struggle with like a, a thing of like oh well you're you're white so shut the fuck up you don't know and it does yeah. kind of feel like there is there is stuff that each group has to endure and to make it monolithic. Like we're all oppressed people and we all feel it the same way. We absolutely don't. But I, my only thing is sometimes I worry that we weaken our overall objective by slicing each other apart and being like, well, yours is race. Mine is women. Yours is gay. I feel the same way as a man all the time where I'm just like, I feel these things and I can't say anything because I'm a man. Right. And no one sees the black part too. And I think that's what you're saying. It's like you don't that people don't see the female part, they just see the white part. Or if they see it, it's Taylor Swift saying it. Yeah, right. But that's how I feel. It's like I'm just I'm still a dude just talking so people can dismiss what I'm saying. So like don't feel like alienated or alone in that. Like I feel that too. Like as a man too. Yeah. Like, sure. It's the same it's not the same thing, but like I, I like there are times where I'm like, man, I want to say something, but I can't say anything about this because I'm a guy. And I completely erase the black part of me. Yeah. Right. And don't say it at all. Yeah. And I think it's like, what was that term that you used for it? Uh, um, or uh, the when you like have that feeling, and then yeah, what was it again? R- rhetorical incoherence. That's yeah. what it is. And it's just like pushing yeah. past it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And then like that's has been evidenced with me. Like I have all that. Like don't say this. Why you shouldn't be this? Like what are you thinking? That's blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. nothing comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, and, it's, and it's, I had all this stuff. Like okay, okay. If we really want to talk about it, Ahmad. Okay. Yeah. I have a, I am attracted to black men a lot. And I'm sorry, it's weird because you guys are both black. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I think, I think, and I didn't want to say that, but I think part of it is like, because I haven't, I haven't been sexual with a black guy for, I don't know why. Usually I'm too skinny. They're not into it. But like, um, like when oh I was, God. when I was dating, when I was dating, it just never came up. So I think, I think maybe subconsciously I was like, if I say it, that's offensive. But if I don't say it, but like, right. but am I black? No, was black. And I like, I'm sexually attracted to black guys. <laughs> It was like it came out like why did you just say that 
No. <laughs> why did you say Ahmad Black? Well, why did you why talk did I... about Ahmad Black being your crush also, and be cool? But black men are overly sexualized, right? Like we're literally treated like se- like there's Oops. like there's a reason why this is happening and stuff like that. So like don't you like put why? it. Don't. Uh, well, I'm saying is like don't put it all on yourself and be like I'm a terrible person. I'm a bad person. I'm just like it, it's. You think it, black men are over or sexualized? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, they were what? Over black men are like overly sexualized and kind of like. Oh kind of yeah, sad. absolutely. Yeah. Wow, really? I mean, yeah. like, oh, absolutely, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I've been told, and yeah. I don't know if I'm getting too like uh, uh, explicit, but like you Say know, like everything. I've had a woman be like, "I just want, like, oh, talk about that." Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the penis! I didn't even think about that. No. I mean, no, now yeah, I am. Yeah, the penis thing. <laughs> but what, what I'm saying, oh, is, I yeah. didn't think about the penis. I, I didn't really didn't think about. No, it. honestly, but what I'm saying is like, there's a, like these images have been like put on you and forced oh. on you and stuff like that. Like, don't like. Be like, I'm a bad person for thinking these Wait, thoughts. Wait, but she's like, not saying she feels like a bad person for thinking black guys are hot. She's just uh, you're attracted to black guys. I'm attracted to like everyone mostly. I mean, so are oh, you. Oh, so am I. Yeah. But I just mean like specifically. Yeah, but it's not like a fetish thing. Yeah, it's just I like didn't a think weird, about that. I think it's like <laughs> I think part of it is probably like a white person racism in that like yeah. I hadn't I ha I've I haven't been with people outside of my own race, so it's mm. like. I think there's like, like a well, wonder. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if this is like worth talking about, but I just was thinking like, oh, I went on a couple dates with this guy who, so I'm going to be black in New York and we went to a club that was, I was the only white person mm. and I, but I just felt bad being there. Like, and I felt like all the girls were like, first of all, what are you doing? But then I, this is all my thoughts that I'm thinking that these people are thinking, but I'm like, they're like, what are you doing with like, a black guy what are you doing here and then he was like trying to get me to dance and I was like I am just gonna be so bad and like compared to like and I just thought like but it was like a cool girls situation not necessarily even like a race but yes race was there but more like these girls are cooler than me like and I don't know because I'm white and white people aren't cool what does that make sense about that so so like if I'm hearing so like you you walked into the club right Mm -hmm. and um and you were with black people right yeah. and so then they were saying that you shouldn't be there no i they felt like i shouldn't be there you, you felt like you shouldn't yeah. be there it's okay. that thing you were talking about where your brain's doing all these things yeah yeah and sometimes we can we can overthink these situations where like um but but you know uh were there um multiple black people around in that club it was, it was pretty much only black people. And then the DJ was like, oh, my God, it just got really bright in here. <laughs> the white girl walked in. When you walked in? Yeah. So you got singled out. <laughs> I like, got I mean, out. of course he felt that way. That was an environment that made you feel unwelcome. Right. You know, because um, when you think about it in any situation, when you're called out, um, yeah. it feels bad, right? Right. Um, or not just bad, but it, it feels as if. Whenever there are a bunch of people looking at you, you always uh, anyone will have something called what's what's referred to as a theory of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, what is everyone thinking about me? Like, yeah. w- what are what are they saying about me? You know, in their heads, yeah. audience. Yeah, it can drive you crazy. Basically, yeah. it, it can you know, and, and sometimes to an extent, it almost does because um, with with anxiety, one of the the criteria for um, generalized anxiety disorder. Um, is a lack of concentration. Mm. Now, the, the reason for that, <laughs> we both have anxiety like really the, bad. So, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. well, yeah. And, and, and the the reason for that is uh, is just basically because 
you're thinking too many thoughts at once and you mm. can't focus on any one thing because you're too distracted. Yeah. So like um, whenever you walk into an environment like that and there are all these people that you perceive it's happening to Jackie right now. It's happening to Jackie right now. Jackie right now. I was just thinking. The what? It is happening. I was just thinking about. Anyway, continue, Truman. Sorry. Oh, oh no. Like, yeah. well, when, you're, uh, when you're perceiving that all these people are looking at you, you know, you're, you're saying to yourself, okay, well, what is this, this person thinking? What is that person thinking? And like pretty soon you've got too many thoughts going on at once. It's like a computer that's shutting down, right? Oh my God. You know, whenever you have too many programs open. So like it, it's pretty much the same concept. And so with you, whenever you walked into that room, um, what you were saying to yourself is, do I actually belong here? You know, right. this person just called me out. There are all these people, um, you know, around me that are different from me. You know, what are they thinking about me? And so maybe at this point you've frozen, right? Mm -hmm. And and you just don't know what to do, well, right? And I felt like, because my main thought was, I don't want to come in here with my white privilege and be like, look at me dancing. Plus, I got your man. You know what I mean? That's what it felt <laughs> like. I couldn't relax. And he was like wanting me to dance. And he was like, I don't understand why you're not having fun. And I was like, I don't. And yeah, I just I like mean, didn't let myself have fun. people think. And like, totally. Know, yeah. Agree. I mean, now that I'm talking to you guys about that, that like <laughs> makes more sense. I just, yeah. I felt like, especially with women and women on women, <laughs> like, uh, you know, sorry. Jack, and that, I want to ask you, well, not ask you, but like. I also find Asian men attractive. Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I want to bring up, like, I've mostly dated white women in my life. Like, I've dated a few black women and a few Hispanic women, but I've mostly dated white women. And I, that's something, like, I got called out on constantly oh. from black women. And then, like, I had to, like, kind of think about it. And then, like, I kind of come to the conclusion that the reason why that is is because the beauty standards that I've been told and like what I've been told is beautiful is white and oh. like that's kind of it kind of comes from like a self-hate and stuff like that and that's kind of what I was saying it's like it's just like the, these images and things that you've been told and that's something that like I'm like kind of like wrestling with right now it's just like how do I like undo the fact that like the first girl I ever had a crush on was like uh, Jamie Lee, Jamie Lynn Spears yeah. on Zoe 101. Like that's like what I thought was beauty, and that's like that's like the images that like I put into my life and stuff like that. And then now like that's what I'm like chasing after. And then like uh, then another thing that I realized is that like I like quirky girls and I like kind of like adorable girls. And I was talking to a black woman about this randomly. Like she texted me like late at night. It was just like, why do you date white women? I was like, it's two in the morning, but I'll have this conversation with you. Yeah. And then she was saying like a lot of these qualities are things that black women aren't afforded like they can't be like soft and like bubbly and stuff like that because the world kind of like hardens them mm. and forces them to be like a kind of way and then i was like oh fuck am i attracted to privilege like, the, like you know like that like <laughs> yeah. and like those are kind of like the things that like i wrestle with and stuff like that. that's what i was trying to say and like I, I wasn't calling you out or anything like that. no oh but I, I didn't think you were okay cool but okay well, my own insecurities no no, no <laughs> but that was interesting i mean I mean, that goes into a whole other thing about who you're attracted to and why. Well, that's and that's uh, mine is definitely like from the where I was from the, there. It wasn't as multicultural in, in the like when I met Asian people, it was they were super Asian. If I met, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And like when mm -hmm. you go yeah. to a bigger city and mm -hmm. it's all everyone's like mixed and everyone's like yeah. it's like you, you start you're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm attracted to I'm attracted to more people of different color than I used to be. And I, and I don't know. And even when I was a kid, obviously, I still was when I was young, I was attracted to a black guy and didn't probably think like, oh, he's black. So I'm cool. I'm attracted to him when I was eight. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was just naturally yeah. attracted to him. So like, mm -hmm. I don't know what that is, because that I don't know if I've been taught because you were saying black men are sexualized. 
one hundred percent. That just I like never thought inter- of that. I never. Well, thought I mean, think about like Idris Weirdly. Elba and like what, like how people portray him. Like they don't portray him as yeah. like, a serious actor. They portray him as just like I want to fuck him. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, also, no, I mean, like even to follow up on that, if you do a Google search uh, for white guy or black guy, literally every single time you will find at least five pictures of a black guy with a shirt off. Mm. <laughs> every single yeah. time. I, I'm not. No, I mean this is this is something is every single time. Like, like, look it up. Like, just, just on Google. I just that did it, like, um, a couple minutes ago. Yeah, but I, and um, uh, something that, that we can look at um, that, that's kind of evidence of, of how our society views black males. Because when you think about it, we were once property, right? We were once um, considered, like, uh, what is it, a fourth of a human or something similar? Jesus, um, yeah. A fraction of a human, a you know? Free, and before that, we weren't considered is. people at all. Um, but... Uh, the, the fact is, like, after after slavery, even after slavery, we were still considered um, less than human. Um, but before that, we were considered less than cattle. We were property. Um, so whenever you had a situation where um, a white woman did, was attracted to um, a black male, you know, like on a plantation or something like that, it could mean um, the difference between life and death, essentially. Because if the black male said no... Um, she might just say he tried to rape me right. and then he'd get hung. He'd get, he'd get hung. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if he said yes and someone found out she would deny it, he would get hung anyway. Um, so like there's kind of this, this idea of the black male as this dumb, deviant, dangerous, um, sexualized character. Um, where if, even if you look up this on, on a Google search, black male, you already see some greased up guy with like, with his shirt off. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, look that up, like, even right now. I mean, like, look up black guy versus, look up black guy first and then look up white guy. Um, and the interesting thing is you won't, you're not likely to see a um, white guy with his shirt off in this, uh, in, in the image search. And I'm going to do it right now. I'm doing it. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, look but at yeah. this. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Guy. So, and, and the point is that, um. He uh, like so. The point is that that whenever you're you're looking up these these pictures and stuff, it's like you can kind of see the stereotypes that are uh, that are perpetuated throughout society. Where like this isn't just something that that's really like in everyone's heads. You know, this right. is something that's that's actually like physically out there. You know, um, and uh, I, I guess this is all to say that like these stereotypes that we have in our heads, they don't come from nowhere. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it's. It's out there. You don't even. Um, but the, oh, go ahead. Could it be a a different? Could it be because you're different? Like you know how Maybe. sometimes, like so. Pers- sometimes well, people from like light yeah. hair and light eyes, they'll be attracted to someone with darker features. Vice absolutely, versa. So absolutely. It, it, I wonder if. Yeah. No. Abs- absolutely. No. I completely agree with that. Where like um you know sometimes people are just attracted to who they're attracted to. Um, you know, but th- there's like a difference between that and like, um, like, what's the word? I guess uh, fetishism, because like, sure, it- essentially, like, like being attracted to like, um, you know, a different race or something like that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, you know. But like, um, uh, whenever, I guess the way that I look at it is, um, sometimes what you'll see you know on 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 both sides Yay, is um, is, <laughs> is uh so like if if you have like a black guy and they uh, and a, and a white woman like and they're like attracted to one another you know fine you know that's 
that's good. That's Thank that's cool. You. But like, <laughs> then if, if you, <laughs> yeah, but, but then if, if you have like, let's say that, that the black guy is just like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm only attracted to white women and all lives matter or something like that. Um, then there's a problem, you know, but if, and, and then if you have like, you know, a white woman who's just like, oh, I'm attracted to, uh, to, to black guys and stuff like that. But, you know, all lives matter, quote unquote, you know, like what I'm trying to say here is that if you're not actually looking at the person as a person, right. you know, then, then that's the problem. Um, mm -hmm. But if you're just attracted to like, you know, just initial characteristics, that's just part of being human. Um, but yeah. it, it, when you take it deeper than that and see this person as not a person, but as a group of characteristics that you like, then that's, that's the problem. Um. Yeah, I, yeah. I just am attracted to personality, so I don't get what you guys are saying. Um, <laughs> uh, to kind of like wrap all this up, um, so do you think there's any, is it too much effort to try to be like, I don't see color, you know, or like, or like to try, or is it like, I mean, is it okay to just be like, I'm a white person and here's what I have, you're a black person and here's what you have, or I mean, I mean, well, you want to like I, I think that maintain that, the, the quote. Well, I, I think that, that I, I think that, that can kind of be problematic sometimes, uh, right. you know, just because you know, all these things do exist. Like privilege exists, uh, oppression exists. And like, you know, um, by, by saying, you know, I, I'm colorblind and I, I don't see all these things. I feel like what that's doing is it's, it's invalidating a lot of experiences yeah. and invalidating a lot of, uh, people's oppression or just completely denying that privilege is a thing. Um, you know, because it absolutely is. And so is oppression. Um, because let's put it this way. So like, uh, I know that earlier we were talking about like, um, uh, Jackie, how, how you felt that, um, that, that like as a white woman, you know, you weren't able to, um, to express the fact that you are being oppressed, you know, uh, to some degree, I, I would argue, you know, yes, a, a lot, you know, as, as a woman, just in general. Um, but there are, are layers of marginalization, right? Like there are certain marginalized identities that, that some people have more of than others. So like, uh, an example of this would be, let's say that you have a woman, Let, let's not uh, ascribe like race or gender or whatever, you know, to this woman. But not? like, let's just say, well, <laughs> do I? Yeah. No. No, well, well, no, let's not even assign, let's not even assign She's that. She's just yet, a blob. Because that's also privilege. Uh, yeah. but, like, um, oh, yeah. So like, let's say that there's just, there's just this woman, right? Um, right now you only have one layer of marginalization there. Um, because you have, um, you know, let's, let's be honest. This is a, uh, it's a misogynistic society, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we, we can all like acknowledge that, but let's also put race onto this. Now, uh, she's a black woman at this point. So now she has two layers of marginalization. Yeah. So now let's add another one. She's a black gay woman. She's mm -hmm. a lesbian. That's three levels of marginalization. And you can keep going. You can say, um, she's traditionally unattractive. You know, she's overweight, something like that. Um, these are layers of marginalization. That, um, that that prevent this person from gaining access to capital resources, um, even fair treatment, basically. Um, and the more layers that you have, uh, kind of the worse off you are in this society, uh, the worse right. you're treated in this society. Right, right. So, like, um, I believe that we can, you know, unite in one direction. You know, we can say... And the way that we that we do this is we look at what the actual problem is. Mm -hmm. And the actual problem is this system of oppression, right? Mm -hmm. And that system of oppression right now at this very moment is manifested by the alt-right and their views. Because keep in mind, the way that the alt-right started was not just as this big racist movement. 
it initially started out, you know, as the Meninist movement yeah. or the men rights movement. Yeah. Um, you Bull. know, all these individuals on, uh, on the, the internet trolls mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, uh, and they eventually came together and said, uh, you know, I've been, I've been turned down on these dates. I'm a quote unquote, nice guy, you know, all this type of stuff. And it's this, this idea that their privilege grants them like this, that you have to do what they say because they say it in a nice way. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that because they are who they are, everyone must fall in line. And whenever that doesn't happen, there's like this, well, man childish reaction essentially mm -hmm. um you know where they they throw a tantrum and that's what i feel that the march on charlottesville was it's mm -hmm. a tantrum mm -hmm. because look at some of the of, of the the chants that they were doing um you will not replace us jews will not replace us um uh what is it blood and soil you know all this type of stuff and and these are all like um white supremacist um you know quotes especially the blood and soil thing but but the, the the point that I'm that I'm trying to make the the thing that I'm trying to draw you to is is um kind of this this idea you will not replace us you know what is that what does that actually mean um because before it was talking about you know okay we're nice guys you know so we deserve X thing you know you're dating all of the the bad guys you know whatever the hell that means mm -hmm. um, but but now what it's what it's saying is that um, you know Jews will not replace us. Uh, my, minorities will not replace us, all this type of stuff. So it's essentially um, this idea that they're not getting the right amount of attention, I guess, that they want, mm -hmm. um, that they're not getting uh, this this worship that they're expecting, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and as a result of that, they're throwing this tantrum mm -hmm. where they're marching with torches, uh, all of these ridiculous quotes and things like that. But my point is that that's where this started. Um, it's privilege that's gone out of control. Right. Exactly. And people aren't willing to acknowledge it. There yeah. it is. Yeah, there it is. I, the, I, it's a complicated subject. Yeah. Could, There's so much more that we could so obviously dive more. into, but yeah, I but, really appreciate both of your time. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you so much for everything that you guys had to say. Um, Truman, great. Yeah. Love thank it. you. Um, do you. I was going to say, do you have anything to plug? But that doesn't make sense because you're not a comedian. Um, Ed, could you <laughs> Are you writing a book or yeah. anything? Yeah, you're writing oh, a book. Oh, well, actually... Um, Believe it or not, there's uh, there's this book that's coming out. Um, it, it's called uh, the, uh, what is it called? Um, the Handbook of Multicultural Competence. Hmm. And um, I did write a couple of articles oh. in that. Oh hell um, yeah! Cool. Yeah, like it, it's it's um it the article that I wrote was um a, a black man's kind of uh, experience in, uh, in in graduate school. And it was, it's kind of about being like the only quote unquote, mm -hmm. um, in any environment. And, and I, and I know Edgar, you, you were talking about that as well. You mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it, it is a real thing, you know, where, uh, I guess you don't really have anyone to go to whenever something happens that is a microaggression. Yeah. Sure. And Micro. yeah. And, and, and generally, uh, it's it's that same kind of rhetorical incoherence where like you know if someone does ask you okay well what was wrong with what I just said you know you're kind of unable to to give them an on the spot answer uh, because you're not even sure yet because you're questioning yourself as to whether or not I'm just overreacting or sure. if this was an actual slight to my person you know um, but yeah so like I I wrote about that and uh, also the limits of evidence you know just 
uh, and, and what I mean by that is like the limits of evidence uh, on, you know, on, on working with, with people of color, you know, in a therapeutic setting. But yeah. Oh, great. So, well, we'd we love go. to have you back on to replace Jen. Oh, it's really nice I'd not be, I'd love to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Well, we'll have you back for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll have we have don't have to talk about race. <laughs> we talk about <laughs> anything. Um, probably then, porn, knowing us. Probably porn. Um, or poop. Yeah. yeah. Um, Edgar, do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, I got a couple things. Yeah. Uh, check out the podcast Against the Grain. It's nice. me, my friend Jaquise Neal, my friend Carl Tart, just three black guys, and we bring on arguments from Facebook that we had earlier <laughs> no, that really week, and we just rap on them. Like that's we just awesome. like talk about them extensively. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be talking about Taylor Swift this Sunday for sure. Yay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, check out my team's Arcade Currency or DiCaprio at UCB. Just check out ucbtheater.com and, and this is click LA. on my face. In LA. Yeah, in LA. Click on my face and you'll <laughs> see any upcoming shows that I have. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. You are an asshole if you think you're above oh, racism. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely an asshole if you think you're above racism. <laughs> <laughs> At least misguided. Okay, <laughs> bye. bye. Thank you for listening to Am I an Asshole? Yay. Yay. Um, racism one. Yep. Um, and we realized that we sort of talked about mostly like black and white issues in yeah. that one. I mean, it's such a huge topic to talk about racism. A lot um, of forms of racism. Right. And we know that there's like a million different kinds of, not a million, but a lot of different races. And, you know, I think heavily talked about is black and white, but um, we just didn't get a chance to talk about the other things. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about another one. Who knows? But thank you for listening. Thank you so much. If you liked what you heard, like and subscribe to our iTunes. Yeah, rate five stars. And um, if you um, want to email us because you think you're an asshole, do it. Our email is podcast at gmail.com. Um, or if you just want to say, hi, guys, I love you, or send some nudie pics. Don't, don't send don't do nudie that. pics. Like us on Facebook, though. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.